When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Play ball! Here's legendary pitcher and broadcaster Jim Cott. Bad up! On the ride with Royce. Jim, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fine, Patrick. All right, Jason Stark was on earlier today with our uh, morning guys. And this is going to be the first month in baseball history where there are more strikeouts than hits. And uh, <laughs> and right now, teams are averaging one strikeout per half inning. In other words, every time you make three outs, one of them is a strikeout. What are we going to do here? How are we going to get the ball in play? It, well, first of all, there's a lot of things. Uh, dead in the bat, I keep harping on this, but nothing's going on. You know, they've deadened it in the colleges and Little League, but uh, I think with everybody trying to launch and lift, and, uh, you know, even Bryce Harper hitting all around with a broken bat, uh, I think hitters just know, hey, that's that's the way to make a lot of money. So everybody is the old bale and whale, and uh, bats are lighter, harder, uh Players are bigger, stronger, swinging harder, and that's the result. And pitchers throwing harder, too, of course, uh, velocity-wise. Yeah, Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've got the Cub game coming up. Hendricks is going to pitch in that one. Then the Brewers have a pitcher named Brent Suter. These guys throw it down to mid-80s, change speeds, and the the guys uh, hitting the ball aren't hitting it as hard off those soft throwers. So, it's a good era to be uh, an off-speed pitcher and not a hard throw. <laughs> yeah, it is, but man, alive. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's not, it's to me, it's a big problem for baseball because the fun of baseball is when the ball's in play, right? <clears throat> I think so. I was thinking about that a lot today, and, and you know, whenever you just, you know, whenever you suggest a big change, people immediately, well, you know, you're going to distort the record book, but with the DH and 13-man pitching staffs, the record book's already distorted. Yes. You, know, you see teams scoring 14 runs, and they're scoring a lot of them off pitchers 10 through 13 who, you know, would be big league pitchers in the future, but as they used to tell us, we're going to send you to the Salt and Pepper League for a little more seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you go down to the minor leagues and, and learn your craft. And the time, the time may be upon us when seven innings is the new nine. And nine pitchers on a staff, uh, so you have a little higher quality of pitching. You can carry more guys on the bench, pinch runners, pinch hitters, fielders. Uh, you'll have quicker games. Uh, might be time for a drastic change because I get so many people 
that say I love baseball, but I can't take watching these three-and-a-half-hour games with everybody striking out or walking or hitting a home run. There's no action. Last night, uh, Jim, the Twins started at 6-10. The Wolves started about 7-12 or 13 uh, you know, two hours and 20, 30 minutes later, uh, the Twins were still playing and the Wolves were done and uh, had already been humiliated and, and packed it up. And meanwhile, the Twins were limping home to a 14 to 1 defeat. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what the official time was, but it was, it, it kind of dramatized it for me. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, uh, I fought that for a long time, that kind of thinking, but. You know, seven might be the new nine. Starting pitchers go five. You had a setup man, a closer. You play the game in about two and a half hours. You know, fans are, they see some action. They see a better grade of pitching. Uh, might might be time for that because the, a lot of these games, I'm sure fans are sticking it out through the ninth mm. inning. Jim, uh, now we got left-handed hitters coming up to the plate and uh, like the Morrison with the Twins, uh, you don't have anybody uh, to the uh, uh, left of the center fielder. He's, you know, center field is about it. You got basically seven players from second base over to the right-hand side. It just doesn't look like baseball. No, it doesn't. It looks like shifting into the old single wing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, football. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I, I wish that, I, I mean, I'm sure it won't happen, but I wish they would, uh, I wish they could adjust that shift where they couldn't overshift that much, or uh, that they could they could teach some uh, hitters how to hit the ball to left field with their shift, you know, start working on that, get a single at the right time. You get enough of those, it might all of a sudden uh, cause teams to say, well, we better not overshift as much anymore, but there certainly are things like that that aren't as enjoyable about the game as they used to be. Hey, Jim, uh, the uh, Twins playing the Yankees right now, and uh, of course they got they're they're nineteen and fifty one in this century again in the Yankee Stadium or either one of the Yankee stadiums. But that said, I, I, the Yankees haven't been off to a great start, and their starting pitching isn't great. But now you add the kid at third and the kid at second. To Didi and Stanton and Judge, ah, that looks like a hundred win team to me. Eventually, well, if their bullpen gets straightened yes. out, you know, I, I what's going to be interesting for me. I've got a couple of uh, Red Sox Yankee games coming up in New York in about three weeks, and the Red Sox have some high quality left hand pitchers. Oh yes, uh, how are they going to fare against these? right-hand hitters of the Yankees. It's going to be interesting to see. They handled them pretty good the first time they met up in Fenway. But uh, certainly if the Yankees uh, get their bullpen organized, Canely's hurt now, but Dances has been inconsistent. And that still seems to be where the games are are won or lost, you know. And then, again, as I mentioned earlier, when you don't have uh, uh, a tight game, then you're using these pitchers near the end of, the staff 10 through 13 and then you have these blowout games but uh it usually comes down to good relief pitching jim Cotts with us uh uh the twins have Barrios pitching tonight he's been out four times one of them was a little uh, rocky although he wasn't that bad he just had a couple of bad things happen to him three times he's been exceptional have you got to see much of him yeah i have and, and he's a real deal i mean i think you're looking at 
the Twins answered the Luis Severino. You know, Severino with the Yankees. Uh, both these guys are. Uh, I just think he's the real deal. I love to see him pitch, and I hope he keeps pitching the way he is. That breaking ball of his is oof. They don't. Uh, that hasn't been put in play very often this year. No, I'll say. Yeah, yeah he's got everything. You know, I, I hope that continues. Yeah, and uh, they Herb uh, Santana is still kind of delayed in his recovery, and the bullpen there, uh, which they were hoping was going to be improved this year, has been terrible, and that's one reason they have uh, been in this slide here for sure. Although I watch Rodney, a lot of Twins fans worked up about him. He's still throwing 94. He doesn't have the feel for his changeup yet, but when he gets that, I think he'll be fine. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think uh, you know they've got enough veterans down there in that uh, in that bullpen that uh, you know Reed had a, a tough inning the other night, but he's solid. But uh, again, that's what it comes down. To. But nothing will stop. Oops, uh, we broke up here, Jim. So uh, uh, I think we'll. Uh, well, what did he say? He's at a game tonight. He's doing a game tonight, and uh, we lost. We lost Jim Cott, but we appreciate uh, what uh, we were able to uh, get here, and uh, might as well just take a break. Let's try. Huh? Let's try him again. I think okay, he was in a better spot. Hello, Jim. You got. Yeah, you. We I'm, lo- I'm good here. We yep, lost you there set. for a minute. So uh, anyway, what uh, you were talking about the Twins? Yeah, I was saying. Uh, you know, Harmon used to. Harmon used to say when you lost a few games. Uh, shut them out and hit one out, <laughs> and, uh, and that's what it takes. From uh, you know, that's what it takes to break a, a losing streak. Is just you know, get a good solid effort from your starting pitching, and that's what I think the Twins need right now more than anything. Ah, uh, the uh, I guess the greatest uh, you brought up my guy Harmon, and every time uh, for some reason I always think of the thing in uh, out of. Uh, out of the ball four book, Jim Bouton's book, when uh, who's the relief pitcher that they said he comes back into the clubhouse and they said, How'd you do? And he said, Ah, the fat kid hit one off me. Yeah. I, I always remember that. I always remember. Hey, when Bouton's book came out, uh, ball four, did that shake up baseball or the players or did the, the how'd the players feel about that? Well, I think we were disappointed because I think any player could have written that book. I think since everybody's gotten over it, uh, Bouton was kind of a persona non grata for a while. <laughs> but uh, I, I think everybody got over it. But we certainly were, you know, disappointed because you know everything in that clubhouse has been pretty sacred. But uh, uh, you know, like I said, we. A lot of us could have written a book like that, but never chose to. <laughs> well, that's a that that is a uh, that's a good idea. You got the Cubbies tonight, huh? I got the Cubbies Thursday night. Okay, and yep. C- Cubbies and who? The Cubbies and the Brewers. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's right. The the uh, the uh, the Cubs are uh, they're gonna they're gonna be fine, I think. Although they certainly don't have you, Darby, straightened out yet. No, they don't. I he's uh he's been a disappointment. Yeah, and I uh I really don't uh I, I saw that uh, Joe Madden who rarely says anything about somebody kind of took a little bit of a shot of him the other day too. Oh, I didn't see well, that. Well, he just kind of said that uh you know, he he's got to get better or something. I mean, it wasn't blatant, but it was kind of like yeah. uh, cuz he he was rolling along and then he gave up five in an inning and uh, Madden was not terribly happy, so yeah, I think we saw that in the World Series last year in Game Seven, where he was not the you know the pitcher they anticipated he would be. 
No. Okay. Hey, uh, Jim, thanks for your time. Talk to you in a couple of weeks, sir. All right, Patrick. Take care. Okay. Jim Cott, uh, we lost him there for a little minute. Always enjoy uh, talking to Jim. And uh, we will have uh, Tim Kirkjian uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Haven't uh, actually uh, solidified that yet. And, of course, next week, Tom Kelly and Buster only. Or, well, wait, Buster this week. Yeah, Buster Tom, this week. I get we confused. Timmy They're last all so week. great. Fantastic. A uh, murderer's row is murderer's what we have row. of baseball yes, talk. Yes. And, by the way, if you want to have a good time, go to uh, Judd and Mackey's On Demand and go to the uh, third hour and listen to Jason Stark's stats on what is happening with strikeouts and putting the ball in play and uh, uh, amazing numbers that uh, Jason had today in his uh, interview in the third hour. It's about halfway through uh, in that uh, third hour on on demand. It's great. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. His jumper looks so much better than it has in the first part of this series. Ball pirouetting by Capella between the legs to Ariza. Oh, is he hot? He has scored all 11 of the Rockets' points to start game four. Ball no looking to Ariza, who beats everybody now. All right, in the uh, big picture, uh, Trevor Ariza is uh, easy to forget from last night's game because Mm -hmm. James Harden went absolutely psychotic in the third period, as did Chris Paul. But I think the first three minutes of Trevor Ariza showed us last night that the... Houston Rockets were ready to make their threes for the really for yep. the first time in this tournament. Now they were seven for twenty-five at halftime, I believe. Mm-hmm. But and they got uh, a lot of open looks that they just missed. Yeah. Trevor Ariza, he was four for ten, three for eight on threes, fifteen points, a steal, and three assists. Uh, you know, and played his usual thirty-five minutes. But here's what happened. Eleven oh four. The the uh, Timberwolves go ahead four nothing. Uh, 11.04, he hits a three-pointer from the right side by after a pass from Chris Paul. 10.32, 32 seconds later, <laughs> he hits a three-pointer from James Harden. Uh, now, 30, uh, 24 seconds after that, he gets fouled, he makes two free throws. And at 9.08, he hits a 26-footer from Chris Paul. Uh, two of them from the uh, right side, uh, one of them from out front. He makes three threes right off the bat trevor ariza he is a 32 year old uh born in miami Mm -hmm. six foot eight he's a bigger guy than you think i've been playing in the league for a long time but uh you know started in orlando lakers new orleans washington and now four years in houston but do you think you know what you're getting with this guy in uh 2000 uh, 14-15, he shot 35% on threes, averaged uh, 12.8 points, and played 35 and a half minutes a game. 2005, this is in Houston. 2015-16, he shot 37% on threes, averaged 12.7, and played 35.3 minutes. 2016-17, he shot 34% on threes, 
uh, averaged 11.7 points and played 34.7 minutes. This year, he again averaged 11.7 points. He uh, shot 36.8% uh, on threes, and uh, he played 34 minutes a game. Yeah. So he does the same thing every year. Yeah. And he makes his threes. He guards you a little bit. Yep. He's a good and, defender. And uh, he's now in this series, he had been uh, five for 19 on threes before mm -hmm. yesterday, before he comes out and hits his first three. Boom, boom, boom. And that uh, just kind of, I not, not only does that give the Timberwolves something to think about, but I think it also tells the the uh, Rockets that okay, we're going to make them tonight, even though yeah. even though Harden missed his first seven shots. And if you're if you're a Wolves fan, and you're wondering what this team needs going forward, another year of, of Derrick Rose. <laughs> oh God, don't get me started. <laughs> but if you're wondering like what what they're lacking that would help them in the future, a player like Trevor Ariza is exactly what they need. They need another 6'7", six, 6'8", six, wing guy who can shoot and play some defense for you off the bench. Now, Rizzo's a starter, but they, Here, need a, they need a player like that off the bench. Here's the problem. They need a shooter. Yep. But the other team's got six of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the problem. You're, you're already so But you got to give yourself now, a chance. I, I can see you being anti-Rose long-term. But he's done more for them than any of us imagined when they got him. Yeah, he's been he's been better than he's I been, thought he would. Yeah. But I think he's not a solution. He's not a solution. And if you're gonna bring him back, I mean you you got you got to address other needs this offseason yeah, before you, you think about I bringing agree, him. You back. can't spend five million dollars if you. No, you but can't. Tibbs can't help himself. Oh right? no, no, he can't. He can't. But, I was tweeting this out last know, night. He can't help no. himself unless Derrick Rose. Would take the veterans minimum because there's nothing else out what there. What is that? Is that I think it's like one, one point two, yeah, one point yeah. five? I, I something doubt like if that. Oh, that's what they signed Shabazz to. It might right? be the yeah. yeah, but it might be. The but only, I think because Rose be has been in the thing, league, it might be the only thing he could get. That's true. Yeah, and I think I think Rose would get a little bit more Reavers because he's been in the league longer. longer. Okay, yeah, there's kind of a threshold on that, but yeah. Uh, well, one of the big problems last night is they played. The first half was great. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was fifty to forty nine, and they actually had a seven point lead uh, with what two and a half minutes to go in the in the in the half. But there was that uh, pesky they, third quarter. They missed a bunch of layups. Too. Yes, I mean, yes, Teague, they did. Teague had a bad night. Teague shooting at a. They bad missed night. a few free throws missed, too in mm -hmm. the first half. Yeah, Towns missed two free throws. Right. Where did yeah. that come from? But uh, Teague missed two three. It, two footers, you know, and yep. they, they they just and he's missed usually a, money on those. They just missed a bunch of little shots in there. That, uh, but the first half, that place was jumping, man. Yes, it was it was great. And then, and then, I rarely have seen a team get down twenty seven as quick as they did. Yeah, it was like it was unbelievable. Every time you missed a shot, they, they were scored, going the other way and boom. Three points. Yes, they scored three points. Every time you miss a shot. So you come out and miss six out of seven. You're down 18, 20 points, and it's four minutes into the half, into the quarter. I stayed here at the station until and watched the game here until halftime, and then I left and, and, and went home. And by the time I got home, the second half was, was starting. And, you know, and I was listening. Yeah. And when I got out of my car, they were the Rockets had jumped up by like eight 
by the time I got from my car to inside my house, I think they had gotten up to 19. Yeah. And we're talking about like literally like 90 seconds. So when you were on your way home, you heard, Brutal! <laughs> Here's the deal. We love you, Alan Horton. Here's the deal. I'm sure people want, oh, Wiggins, why didn't he do a better job on Harden? Why didn't Teague do a better job on Paul? They're not as good as those guys are. Okay. James Harden is the those MVP guys. of the league. James Harden is better. Andrew Wiggins was trying. And everybody else, they even had Towns out there trying to guard him at times, yeah. which was and that's ridiculous. And that's the other problem that Houston, that's what they, that's why Houston won 65 games this year is because they, they switched the hell out of you. They come yeah. up and Capella comes up high and sets a pick, yeah. and then the next yeah. thing you know, you got Taj I trying to stay in front of did, James Harden. He's I, got no chance. I did think that the target center crowd got a tad bit ahead of itself in the first half when they started the Daunting. chant of, Harden sucks. Yeah, and booing uh, folks, him. Folks, yeah. I, <laughs> I read the local papers on uh, Monday morning thinking, you know what? I think we're... I think we're putting way too much into game two. I mean, game, game three. three. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Well, uh, these these fellas are going to read this and they're going to come out and play. You know, you know what else it was too. In game three, the the crowd was chanting "Wolves in six. That that when too. you start when you start doing <laughs> stuff like that too, yeah. all yeah. you're doing is well, that's, waking that's a kind of an giant. NBA. That was kind of an NBA crowd thing, but uh, you know. Well, here's the thing. I don't think, here's what I've decided, though. The people that actually go to games are much more upbeat about the Wolves yeah. than, than Twitterverse. Than, 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 Twitter yeah, than Twitter and, yeah. and social The people at the games have enjoyed this season. Yeah. While a lot of people on Twitter have not. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, they've, there's been more sellouts this year than any year. It, None of the Garnett years had as many sellouts as there are now. Now the capacity isn't quite as high as it was. Are you trying mm-hmm. to say that you think there might be a tad bit more negative energy on social media? Yes, and it, <laughs> and it bothers me, and that's why I never try to participate in that. Or I never try to ignite anything that would be construed yeah. as negative on Twitter. Yeah. Just you, you, never, that, you never try to agitate anybody on Twitter at guy, all. No. Not that kind of guy. All righty. We're going to have to, you know, about two, three years ago, I had a feel-good week. Mm-hmm. I had a week where it was feel-good Twitter. I bought Thursday. She was tough, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't think it lasted all week. No, I don't I even think. it lasted like 72 hours almost. I think we're going to have to try that again. That, that was fun because it was fun to taunt you. That's why I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Pat, yes. did you see this story? <laughs> but right now, let's face it, if this was the start of feel-good week. Oh, boy. You give up 50 points, you get beat 14 to 1, and you fire your general manager and say, all we need is a tweak. Oh, along with speed, size, and skill. No. We just need a tweak. Just a little tweak. No, you know what would have put you over the edge? What? Rick Spielman saying, we just need to draft good players. You know, I don't blame him. <laughs> I blame Dave Campbell and Ben Gessling. Mm-hmm. And the wise old owl, Mark Craig, and Andrew Kramer, and any other jackass that goes out there and listens to that crap. When they tell you he's having his gra- draft preview, don't show up. Don't show up. He's not going to say anything. Just 
See, that wasn't a good way to start field. No, I thought we were off to a rough start. <laughs> yes, right. You got me uh, worked up again. We'll be back. We got Matthew Collar coming up with a little more NFL draft preview. But first, Johnny Height with a quick sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. What a great job with excellent benefits. UPS is now hiring part-time supervisors in Maple Grove. Competitive pay and flexible work hours. Apply now at UPSjobs.com. Okay, that's good. Wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Twins Yankees tonight from Yankee Stadium. Jose Barrios for the Twins. CeCe Sabathia uh, for the Yankees. Your lineup to face CeCe. We got no Joe Maurer in the lineup tonight. Uh, It goes Dozier, Max Kepler. Sano hits third. Eduardo Escobar playing third base in the cleanup spot. Eddie Rosario hits fifth. Mitch Garver catching and hitting sixth. Logan Morrison is playing first base and hitting seventh. Ariad Ranza playing shortstop and Ryan Lamar in center field. You know, it's a shame, Pat, because Spielman really could have won us over if you had owned the whispering into Josh Freeman's ear giving him answers <laughs> oh, on God. his introductory press conference. Yeah, we would have liked him a lot better. Uh, but- tell him you're happy to be here. <laughs> Byron, God Almighty! Byron. You know, I think he's fine. He does a good job, but he drives me nuts. <laughs> Give me something. Mm-hmm. Byron Buxton didn't play again today in uh, minor league ball after falling a ball off his foot. Manager Paul Molitor said today he will not be joining the team in New York, as they originally thought. Could possibly be back, he said, though, for Friday's home opener uh, this weekend against the Reds. Tyler Duff- Duffy there, though, uh, and Tyler Kinley still around, uh, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Tyler Duffy, as uh, Patrick said, recalled from Rochester. Former Twins News, Trevor Plouffe signing a minor league deal with the Phillies. Uh, if he makes it up to the major leagues, he could make a, up to a million and a half bucks this season. Uh, one other baseball note, uh, Theo Epstein... Uh, yes. said at one point in 2003, uh, David Ortiz wanted to be and almost was traded by the Boston Red Sox because mm. he wasn't playing much. First couple months of the season, he had only hit two home runs, and he said his agent came in and said, uh, could you please trade David to somewhere could where have he traded could have traded him play. back to the Twins. Right. He'd only been gone a couple of months. <laughs> guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Josh now. Go ahead. All right, what's up, guys? Just say, uh, yeah, very, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, pumped up to be uh, a Minnesota Viking. He's not even whispering. No, oh, no. it's like an SNL bit. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, God. that was uh, the best day ever uh, right. during Minnesota United. Play that at his funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him you're happy to be. Here. Just say he's with the Lord now. <laughs> Tell him you're happy to be there. Just say the suffering was too great and he had to leave this veil of tears. During Minnesota United's loss to Seattle on Sunday, uh, they suffered an even bigger loss. They had an injury. Ethan Finley tore his right ACL during the match. He'll yeah. undergo surgery. He's one of their better players. Yeah, and he will miss the remainder of the season. A 27-year-old midfielder traded to Minnesota during their expansion season last year. Uh, five and a half seasons in Columbus, including an all-star campaign in 2015. United, by the way, plays the Houston Dynamo Saturday. You'll hear it right here. 6.30 pre-match, 7 o'clock kickoff on 1500 ESPN. Thank you, Johnny. That's enough. Matthew Collar covers the Vikings for 1500ESPN.com. Were you out there today embarrassing yourself listening to Spielman's nonsense? Now, stop it. I took away a ton of stuff from that press conference. I will hear nothing else. <laughs> I like the part about the, uh, the you try to draft good players. We like that part. 
Uh, yep, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's good. It's always interesting. So yesterday we talked about what most people agree is the number one issue with this team is improving the offensive line. Now we got the new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, uh, a, a big talent. We need uh, maybe another weapon or two. Where are we on the weapons front, do you see, in going into this draft? Well, I think that they are in pretty good shape at running back with Delvin Cook and Latavius Murray. They could use a number three running back, but they're good there. Pretty good on the wide receiver front with Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, and Kendall Wright. And they could look at that maybe a little later on. But Do you uh, like I, Wright, by the way? I, I think I've asked you before, but you like Wright as an addition? Oh, I certainly like him at $1 million. I mean, yeah. at one year, $1 million is pretty incredible for a guy who had 59 catches. And, yeah, I mean, he's, he could play the slot is where he's at his best because he's on the smaller side, but he also had 17 catches on the outside, too. So as a replacement for Jarius Wright and filling in as more of a true slot guy, I do like him. Uh, so I think that they're set at least for 2018 there. They could look a little bit down the road if someone really special falls, like Kelvin Ridley, who's from Alabama. Then ooh, that would be ooh, the only man. Can he run? Yeah, yes, yeah. He is, <laughs> he is fast. But he, he's a great route runner. He wins the ball too. He looks like the real deal to me. Uh, so if there was any chance that he falls, I think he'll be taken by then. That would be the only guy I could see the Vikings doing it for. Where I'm focused on a lot is the tight end because there are three guys. At least two that I think uh, fit the profile of what they've been looking for for a while, which is that athletic vertical threat tight end, and that's uh, Dallas Goddard from South Dakota, and then uh, also Mike Gusecki from Penn State. And I think they're also looking down the road, too, a little bit. Rick Spielman did allude to 2019, and if you look at uh, Kyle Rudolph's contract, he's going to make $7.6 million next year with no dead cap money so they can move on if they want to. And I, I think they'd like a little bit more of a versatile player there. Now, uh, I saw that uh, Rudolph uh, expressed uh, uh, sort of uh, confidence, I guess, or uh, optimism because DiFilippo, uh, his offense uh, that they had in uh, Philadelphia, big use of the tight end. If uh, Rudolph goes and catches 80, 80 balls, they're going to have a hard time cutting him. Yeah, no, no, it's true, but, you know, actually he's kind of making the case for another tight end, really, I mean, because uh, I, I'm sure that wasn't what he meant to do, but, you know, when you look at Philadelphia, their tight end, Zach Ertz, is one of the top three tight ends in the entire league. Yeah. I mean, he, he can do everything, and guess who Dallas Goddard is uh, routinely compared to? Zach Ertz, because he is an all-around player. He's got a, a route tree where he can go down the field, he can go short, they can use him in the screen game, in the red zone, and Goddard, I see, is the type of guy that can do the same thing and can block a little bit, too, at least at, at his level. It's always harder in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, they used a lot of two tight end or three tight end sets, and so did Washington. Washington had Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis at the same time, too, and, and they did a lot of making it look like they were going to run the ball with multiple tight ends and then going down the field. And I could see them wanting another guy, because David Morgan is really a pure blocker, I could see them wanting another guy that can go down the field. Okay, Matthew, how much you concern about a kid coming out of FCS rather than uh, Power 5 football? You know, a little bit, but it's kind of like we were talking about with Will Hernandez, the, the guard from UTEP. It's, it's, Goddard wasn't just good. I mean, he was fantastic at his level. And when you watch him on tape, 
and, and you look at the measurables that go along with it, it's like, okay, this guy is doing everything that you look for. I mean, he is, he's beating people down the field with his speed. He can go up and get it. Uh, you know, he's, he's blocking at this level pretty well. I, I mean, yeah, there is some concern, but, I mean, we, we might have said that about Carson Wentz, too, and that it looks like he's a pretty darn good quarterback. So I think you try to focus on, the, is a guy at that level going to have the right athleticism because we know he can go up and catch the ball. We know he's got great hands. He tracks the ball when it's deep in the air. So, uh, you know, I, I don't have a huge concern about that. I like him a lot. I see him as a potential first-round pick. Uh, I have seen other places that have him dropping into the second, which could make things kind of interesting here. But I do believe that tight end should be on the Vikings' radar. Uh, so, uh, my old pal Treadwell, uh, have we have we had many? Uh, I guess we got to wait till mini camp for for them to assure us how much better he looks and how much more seriously he's taking his uh, work this year. Or is that is that ship sailed here? I think that ship has sailed. At the Combine, when Mike Zimmer ripped into him for running stadium steps at training camp, I thought, (laughs) okay, the the kid gloves have officially come off, and Mike Zimmer is just throwing punches as he does with uh, veteran players. But I think it's a window into their frustration with him that he focused on the wrong things. And last year was, I think, his one and only year that he got to say, no, 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 everything you saw in my rookie year, don't believe that because this year is the year. And and that's usually a sure sign that things aren't going to work out when they start trying to convince you vehemently that uh, they're going to fix all their problems in one offseason. And, you know, just looking at the fact that they brought in Kendall Wright and where Treadwell stands now, he might even end up behind Stacy Coley, who they drafted last year, or Caleb Jones, who was on the practice squad last year. I think that, you know, last year when, when you have a quarterback rating of about 40 when they were throwing his way, that's not very good. And, and, I, and they are probably looking at that as just, well, we missed on that draft pick. Now it's time to move on rather than giving him uh, really the time of day this year. He'd have to make leaps and bounds of strides to get to be uh, a significant player. In it is interesting that they were uh, trying to convince us how much right he was doing uh, last year at the same time he was doing stuff that frustrated them. So it, it appears that uh, this is one of those rare sports franchises that's willing to fib to you somewhat uh, about, <laughs> uh, about what they're seeing from an athlete. Yeah, the first time ever, actually. I'm glad I was there to see it. Yes, uh, that is that is true. But uh, so uh, running back wise, they Latavius uh, sucked up the uh, cut and pay, huh? Yeah, he did, and and I think that they're very happy with the fact that he did that because even though today uh, Eric Sugarman, the trainer for the Vikings, told us that Delvin Cook should be ready for training camp. We saw it with Latavius last year. Coming off of any type of surgery in the offseason puts you behind, even if you start on time. And uh, it gives them a little bit of insurance and then takes a little bit of pressure off because even Mike Zimmer talked about at the Combine that uh, they don't want Delvin Cook to run the ball 400 times. They want him to be a great player for a long time for them, and Latavius helps that. It's really It will be intriguing what they decide to do beyond the number two running back because they signed somebody last year, Mac Brown, who might have some receiving ability. But I also like this draft depth-wise for running backs. There's a few guys that are pretty far down the, the board that are like day three guys who could be interesting or could end up being role players. And I, the Vikings, I think, will consider that. 
When in doubt, Matt Asiata. Don't worry about it. We can get Matt back in here. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, think, no, sorry, of the two Matts, me and Matt Asiata, I run the faster 40. Okay. Tomorrow we'll break down another area for the Vikings. Thank you, Matthew. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, uh, Matthew Collar. Matt Asiata, want him back? Who's with me here? What do you think? Was he even in the league last yeah, year? Yeah, he was. No, that means left. he's rested. He's rested and uh, got a couple of new tattoos. He's looking pretty good. Heck yes. All right. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. What do you have, gents? Manny, do you have a daily complaint? I do. My daily complaint is with uh, one Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Last oh. night, he tweeted, because the Jazz, they whooped up on the Thunder last yes. night, took a 3-1 lead in the series. Stephen A. at uh, 12.16 a.m. Okay. Good Lord have mercy. I knew the at Utah underscore jazz would win tonight, but not like this. The account that he uh, tagged was a uh, Utah jazz unofficial fan site that has not (laughs) tweeted in about six years. Stephen A, pay attention to what you're doing. You got one job. Yeah, one well, job. Tag the right accounts. It's hard to believe that uh, Stephen A might have done something quickly and impulsively. Right? Yes, yes, he's very a very rational <laughs> thinking true. man. That's true. What's your... Uh, uh, my daily complaint, complaint uh, took place today at the Tria Orthopedic Center, and that is <laughs> the Vikings general manager giving out too much information too much just in, days he's ahead. inside info to the team picking where we pick. What did Jacques say? Jacques said, I give you too much much information. Now the guy 29th knows what we're going to do because of what he said today. Because Spielman had the gall to say, you want to draft good football players. right. Oh, man, alive. I guess that's my daily complaint. I missed it again this year. The uh, Aren't you half-tempted to, to go? Uh, Aren't you half-tempted to go and just throw out a couple of grenades as questions in those? I'd, I'd like to go. I'd like to go and have the guts to say, first of all, I, uh, what's the word I can't pronounce? I can't remember. Ophthalmologist. I'm saying, my ophthalmologist tells me that I shouldn't come and watch this horse crap. You know? I mean, it would be fun to just say, Rick, what do you do this for? Why do you bother? Do you think he's in on it? You think he's doing this? I think he's like Danny. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a game for him not to tell you That's what I mean. And I'm sure they laugh and the... When it's done, he goes back and talks to his. Did you see all those idiots showed up? They're again all today? winking and nodding all at the each TV other. Stations showed up again <laughs> today to hear me say nothing. Do you see these idiots? They think we're all a bunch of stooges, and they're pretty much right. Yeah, so they got that right. figured out. Tomorrow it'll be outstanding. Geico asks, "How would you love a chance to save some money on insurance?" Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.